You are now listening to FemRegard Podcast with Tessa Markle and Carolina Alvarez. Mmm, Fem. Hey listeners, want to start your own podcast? Let us tell you our favorite tool. Anchor is the one-stop shop for all your podcasting needs. Here's why. Anchor lets you record and edit your show right from your phone or computer. So no matter your setup, you can start creating right now. Then it distributes your show to the most popular listening platforms like Apple and Spotify. Plus, it's the only place you can send video content to Spotify. Creators can even earn money on Anchor with ads and subscriptions. Best of all, it's all free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey, fam fam. We have an awesome guest because... We only bring on Duh. awesome guests. <laughs> like, we don't bring you guys mediocre. <laughs> but today's guest, um, her name is Donna Lee Heising. And she was first introduced to us by Joe Williamson, her manager. And then we got further connected to her through Linnell Gibson, who is a personal friend of ours, a friend of the show. She's taken a lot of our pictures. She's an awesome actress. So thank you both, Joe and Linnell. Um, I'm basically going to read off Donna's IMDb because I don't think that I can do her justice by (laughs) just generally saying what she does. So, a former Miss Chinatown, Miss California Hemisphere, Miss Sort Flicks International, Miss Orange County Universe, and Miss World, as well as countless other pageant wins, Donna has starred in Samurai Cop 2, Deadly Vengeance, number one grossing indie martial arts action movie of 2015, And Donna got her start in classic films like My Science Project, Blade Runner, Big Trouble in Little China. And Donna also has a lot of production experience and has worked as a film producer. So, like, she's done everything. And in this interview, you'll hear about, like, you know, she started in the pageant world and then got involved in acting and then took some time off and did other stuff and then came back. And, like, now she's having great success. I mean, it's it just goes to show you, like, Hard work and keeping at it really does pay off. Yeah. And she's also, she's great at, like, building those relationships. I mean, she talks about a lot of people on this episode that she's worked with multiple times. Like, you know, it just, she's a great example of how you have to work in this business. And how you have to be. The hustle is real. (laughs) So stay hustling, guys. No one, don't compare yourselves and... To anyone, even who the guests we bring on the show, just learn like what they learned mm-hmm. from their career paths, and I think try to apply it in your own way because we're we're all we all have different strengths, and I think you can hear that through this episode. She really knows what's working for her yeah. and what's not. So, on that yeah. note, y'all enjoy. Well, yeah, let's just get right into it. I mean, thank you so much for coming on today. Um, For our guests that don't know, we've had a couple of guests in the past few seasons be recommended to us by Joe Williamson, and he was the one that led us to you. And then we really got to connect with you through our friend Linnell Gibson, who has taken some awesome photos for us. So listeners, if you love our photos, hit us up and we will send you to Linnell. (laughs) But I'm really glad that we got to make this connection um, because you've done some really cool stuff. 
when we first found you, we were reading your IMDb and we're like, okay, so she started out as a pageant queen then she moved to, you know, horror and thrillers and action and like all these really cool films. So I guess our first question is just kind of tell us how you got started and, and what, you know, drove you from pageants to acting and just all of that kind of your, your beginner journey. Okay. Well, um, actually I'll start at the beginning. Um, I'm I'm Chinese, Japanese, and American Indian. And so, you know, coming from an Asian family, um, education is really important. My uncle is Tak Fujimoto, who is the DP on Silence of the Lambs. <gasps> yeah. wow. um, and he's like legendary, actually. He's in textbooks because he's so good. Um, so my family... And then I, I have a cousin named David Wong, who with his um, husband, George uh, Doherty, they won a primetime Emmy for Peter and the Wolf on Broadway. Oh, wow. So, and they're the, George is a professional composer. He's so talented. And um, David does all the lighting and they design the show. So, you know, my relatives, are just so extraordinarily talented and they're behind the scenes. You know, they're not just acting. Mm -hmm. So their jobs are really important and my whole family is really proud of them. And I was always the type of person I was, I've been in dance my whole life. I was always a cheerleader. You know, I was always interested in the other stuff that, that maybe my family didn't, really value I mean mm -hmm. I got I got straight A's but I am definitely not the smartest person in my family probably the opposite <laughs> I mean we have three geniuses in our family my dad and my brother and my sister my sister went to Harvard Law School uh, my dad um, died but he he has 12 patents in computers he joined oh, the Air wow. Force at 15 um, he came over from China when he was 10 by himself my brother uh, went to Essie's film school. And I was like the cheerleader in the family. If you know yeah, what, that's I, what I was, yeah, was going to say yeah, too. Yeah, I was yeah. just, I was just different. My 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 other sister is more like me, uh, maybe more social, you know, whatever. Um, so anyway, I've always I've always loved. I mean, you know, I've taken dance my whole life, so I've always loved performing. Because of that. I got an AA in theater arts from Fullerton College. Mm -hmm. I got an AS in chemistry from Cypress College. I went to um, Long Beach State in Cal State Fullerton and took um, acting classes there. Cool. And then I went up to UC Berkeley and I took acting classes there. And I, took, I also took Chinese and chemistry <laughs> because I was going to be a dietitian. But um, I won Miss San Francisco Universe, and so I got discovered for Fantasy Island, and I was uh, Miss Hawaii on an episode years ago. Uh -huh. And then I also played Cleo the Snake Dancer on um, the last Magnum P.I. So, awesome. And I, I mean, I danced with a snake on stage. <laughs> I thought it was my big break. I was so excited. Uh, but... I got, when I saw the program, 
uh, I got cut out. I was like this big uh, poster on the side of a building. Magnum was sitting in front of it. <laughs> you know, so I mean, that was my big uh, acting part. But I was still excited to have it because it was one of my favorite shows. Mm, yeah. So anyway, that's how I got started. I became one of the um, island girls in Fantasy Island. And I worked pretty steadily and I made a lot of money, you know, because in those days they only had the three networks and then right. like big productions, right. like I danced in. Uh, Blade Runner. Oh, how cool. Um, and the, the day rates, and I got into SAG really early. The day rates were much higher in those wow. days. You yeah. know, so you could make a lot of money, which you can't, you can't make as much these days unless you're um, on a network program or on a program in a streaming service or unless you work all the time on one of those platforms, which is not generally what indie film indie actresses do yeah you know we're all trying to get there <laughs> you know so yeah actually I started there <laughs> you know, so, and then um so anyway you know it was, it was just a lot of fun it was a great thing to do but the most important thing was my education so um I got married and I had two daughters and I left the business for a while and I went back to Pepperdine or I went to Pepperdine University, finished my bachelor's and got my MBA. Wow. And I went into uh, the technology business for a while. Anyway, they noticed how productive I was and and then I finished my MBA and I became a product planner and I worked my way up to marketing manager, working for the VP of marketing, Ron Prather, who's still my friend Aww. today. Um, <laughs> and from there, I went to a bunch of companies. But one of the things I did was I publicized my companies. And so it's pretty much like publicizing yourself in acting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you, you have to, I mean, I had all of these different programs and let me see, cause they were technology right. companies. So right. I could go into the technology magazines and see what, um, features were going to be made on my products. And yeah. I had to learn all of these different technologies. And it's a good thing that I was really young <laughs> in those days because I had, it was like being in school mm -hmm. yeah. all that time because I was, I would go into the bathroom at night after the kids were asleep. And I, luckily I lived with my mom. So my mom helped with my kids because I was working 12 yeah. hour days. Um, yeah. But I would go in with magazines on the latest technologies because I had to keep yeah. up with them. Mm -hmm. So it was it was just really, really tough. I missed the film business so much that mm -hmm. um, I started I started a show called Ion Entertainment with um, a really talented man named John Cox. And mm -hmm. so after um, I finished working these 12 hour days, we would do interviews and I got discovered by this um agent or manager on LinkedIn and he saw that I did publicity 
So he asked me to do publicity for him, and he handled all of the big horror stars in Hollywood at the time. So that's why everyone thinks that I'm a scream queen now, when I'm not, you know? (laughs) I mean, I really have done just as many comedies and dramas. In fact, I think, well, I love action. Mm -hmm. Um, I love dramas, too. I love Shakespeare. But comedy, I think, is really the thing that I'm best at. And mm-hmm. people don't know that because they always, because I just know so many people um, in the horror right. industry. And, and that's the wonder- thing about about horror, too, is like, it's such a, um, like a cult following. You know, people are yeah. so, people that love horror are like obsessed with horror. Exactly. So, of course, those are the people that are coming out, you know, as as your biggest fans. And that's that's why you get, you know, that reputation if you're like involved in horror at all. <laughs> you know, it's so yeah. funny. But you just got a great role um, as the character of Lady Dark in Sean G. K's um, X the End Time. And if you look at the trailer, it's amazing. Um, And it's got a bunch of stars in it, a bunch of international stars, but also American stars. And I was so excited. He contacted me. Oh, my God, that's amazing. Lady Dark, you know, I, I mean, I've done, I've done over a hundred films now. So, but it's the level of film that I want to do. So mm-hmm. with my husband, I don't force him to watch anything because he falls asleep during, <laughs> you know, yeah. films. I mean, there are certain ones he'll watch, he'll watch action. Um, you know, unless it's funny, like he uh-huh. loves Garden Party Massacre. Um, I did that with Gregory Blair. That's uh-huh. a horror film, but uh-huh. it's more funny. Love that. Okay, I mean, it's fun. It's hilarious, yeah. you know, and I hope people will watch that. It's on Amazon Prime. I'm sorry, but, you know, I'm a, I am a publicist. So. <laughs> no, yeah, this is great because this is, you know, this allows our audience to, to, to see these awesome films, but to get a taste of you in action. You know, which, yeah, I want to make sure that we get to yeah, watch some of these films, absolutely. too, to really to actually I, if, see that. If I yeah. could re- recommend any, it would be Garden Party Massacre, Finding mm-hmm. Purpose, The Road to Redemption, um, Dustin Ferguson's Nemesis 5. I have a small scene in it with Mel Novak, but it's a great scene. Oh, and then I um, had a scene in Samurai Cop 2, Deadly Vengeance, with Tommy Wiseau. Um, oh wow! And I think that was really uh, the start of my rise in in this mm-hmm. industry, and that was that was like four years ago, five years ago, something like that. But okay. anyway, it was wonderful working with Tommy Wiseau. And at the time, I didn't know who he was. <laughs> if yeah. I had known, I mean, it would have taken tons of pictures and everything. <laughs> but there was just—he has so much charisma. I mean, I just found myself just watching everything he oh did on the set. And yeah. I, I, it was a tiny role. I was supposed to be showing him how to use a sword. And I didn't really know what I was doing because um, <laughs> I, I had been taking karate, but I, not swords. Yeah. And so he took me off the set and showed me how to show him how to use <laughs> swords. So yeah. It was, it, was, it was really a wonderful experience. And Tommy is fantastic and actually yeah. that's how joe became my manager because he was a producer 
character on the film. And even though I had this tiny little part, he loved it. So, mm-hmm. so he took me on, you know, because I, and I was really, really lucky because now people beg to be with Joan. You know that he turns them down because he can only handle, he's got maybe five clients now because he yeah. worked so hard for all of them. And that's the kind of manager that you want. I always look for the little boutique companies because you know that they're hustlers. Like my theatrical agent right now, Therese Lynn is her name from the Wayne Agency. I love her because she is a hustler and she is also all about like female empowerment and like she works hard for her clients and she doesn't have a lot of them and that's how she's able to work hard for them. Yeah, you know, it's like you look at all these other agents and they have like millions of people Mm -hmm. and and so well you know I mean I've had a lot of different agents through my career so and I'm friends with all of them and I you know it's like I wouldn't if I didn't like them I wouldn't have gone with them but Mm -hmm. a lot of times you sit and wait for that call you know if because they just have so many people and um, you go to you tend to go to the agents who handle the stars, but then if you're not a star, you forget. You know, yeah. it might not be the best place for you. But yeah. I have the very best agent in the entire world now. Um, her name's Diana Carter, and I am so so grateful because she has been the best thing that has happened to my career and I've only been with her maybe a year amazing okay but I feel like she's part of my family now I love her beautiful kids Toby Carter and Akira Carter you know it's like I feel like I just feel it's it's a completely different thing it's Mm -hmm. it's not like really having an agent it's like having a family member who looks after me I couldn't have before Diana I couldn't have been in this career. I couldn't have made a living without my husband. And that's so important to have those people, like whether they are actually like working for you with your career or just supporting you as some, you know, your husband or your best friend or whoever, like it's so important to have those people in your life. And I have to say my husband, my mother and my father, when he was alive, have been my biggest supporters Mm -hmm. and I've needed them. Because yeah. this is a very, very tough business. Yeah. I mean, trolls come out of the woodwork. Um, people try to tear you down the more successful you get. And they told you I don't want to be negative. Because mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm, very, I'm a very positive person. Yeah. But you're an It is worth just out. mentioning. Like, we don't have to get into it. But it is worth mentioning that, like, yeah, that, that happens once you see success. People just, they just want to be negative, you know, and they want to tear you down. Exactly. I mean, every day I, I get great pleasure in blocking but <laughs> because I have to be for my mm-hmm. career. Exactly. Yeah. But, yeah you, know, you just got to move on in this business. Well, I've, re- I've Before this year, I couldn't have done that because I hadn't reached the level that I wanted to. And I still haven't reached it. But I've reached a higher level than I used mm-hmm. to have. Fem Fam, let me tell you about Vitafair. It's this awesome platform where filmmakers can upload their work and then set their own price. That's right. You could charge as little as six cents or as much as six dollars for people to watch your film. 
And the viewers are never going to pay crazy fees because Vidafair isn't a subscription service, and they don't charge more when filmmakers decide to charge more. In fact, Vidafair empowers the micropayment pricing model without requiring it. So while filmmakers can set any price that they want, empowering the micropayment model could become a revolution in film monetization. Vidafair's mission is simple. Fair trade film monetization. Live in fairness with video. And I love being in technology. And, but, you know, uh, the film business is my first love. So my husband um, is obviously very successful as a certified financial planner. So he told me that I could go back to show business. And I did. And when it came back, things were completely, completely different. Um, oh, yeah. Anybody could make a film. I mean, because of the yeah. digital cameras. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I mean, so many people, and I didn't know that when I first came back. Yeah. You know, I was used to filmmaking the way it was when I left. Right. I mean, if you look at my IMDb, you'll, and by the way, my age is wrong on it. They have me 10 years older and they won't change it. And it's oh, no. Serious. And I sent them my birth certificate. I have done everything. Oh but anyway, it is what it is. I am <laughs> older, <laughs> you know. So I am really lucky to be having the success that I'm having at my age. And I take nothing for granted. I am grateful to God for everything he has given me because at the end of the day, everything comes from God. Um, No, that's really inspiring that, you know, a lot to, as a, especially a woman in the industry for others, you're a role model really to like young actresses like us, because we are here to see our careers in like the long run, you know, have longevity. And, and that's why partly we are creators. We want to keep creating roles so we can be in control of our careers. Um, So no, it's really inspiring. Well, I think for both of you, you know, I think if you're interested in directing and producing, those are, avenues that you should follow so that you can be in control of your own absolutely Mm -hmm. Um, I never to be perfectly honest I'm like I told you I'm a very um, obsessive person from Mm -hmm. a very super successful family Mm -hmm. Um, and so I keep up with them in my own way but you know being an actress is a different way than the way if you look at my family, you know, I mean, uh, you know, they're all geniuses and everything um, in every other field. Yeah. So I want, uh, I have been working really, really hard the last five years at learning karate, um, learning pole dancing, That's amazing. Um, yeah. learning everything that I, I'm, you know, I'm a dancer anyway. Um, and I can't sing, I wish I could, but I have been working on my craft. Mm-hmm. Well, actually I've been working on acting, you know, since I was in in a high school. Right. You know, yeah. I, I was with an acting company uh, learning the Stanislavski method. People don't know that. I was in a theater company um, working on Stanislavski. So mm-hmm. I know my craft, you yeah. know, it's, it's not that I don't. 
um, at South Coast Rec yeah. and studying with Mount York and, and it's the Udahagen method because you have to cover more of the stage in um, in acting. They're all they're all they all follow kind of the same things, but there are different principles. You know, Stanislavski is big on becoming, just mm-hmm. becoming that character and, you know, doing all these exercises before to relax yourself. And um, and that's something that I can do naturally because I've been doing it my whole life. But learning to move on stage, those are things I had to learn. And so anyway, I came back and it was a completely different industry. Um, I took, in the beginning, I took everything I was offered because I wanted to get used to um you know being on the yeah. set again yeah um, so I just took everything a lot of this stuff maybe wasn't stuff that I would take today and that's okay mm-hmm. I feel like um, that's so I love that you pointed that out you just wanted to throw yourself back in the world and like yeah. learn what's new how are people operating on set because as we talk about on the show a lot like indie filmmaking is always evolving and especially with new technology yeah so that's really key I think for staying up to date like you haven't acted in a while and because you've been busy producing um so go take that smaller role so you can understand what's happening live you know on set Mm -hmm. I've been very very fortunate I started out with it great young filmmaker named Jared Masters, who's so talented. Um, mm-hmm. I worked, he cast me in Slink, um, Teacher's Day, and I won awards for both of those. Um, and he cast me like in six films in a row. And yeah. I, with Jared, I knew he was talented. I knew that they would be great, you know? And mm-hmm. he did great films on no budget. And then... Um, I worked with Dustin Ferguson, who's with my manager, Joe Williamson now. Actually, I introduced him to Joe. Mm -hmm. And Dustin is the filmmakers that can make great films on no budget are geniuses. Yeah, it's hard. (laughs) Some of their films may not turn out the way that you expect them to, but they're geniuses because yeah. they do everything on their own and they're not in this business to just be famous yeah. and um you know they're there to do the work because they have to do the work yes. they yeah. have to put the shot lists together well and first they have to get jared wrote all of his scripts you know and then he cast them then he directed them then he produced them and then he worked with distributors and all of his films have found distributors. That's huge. So, yeah. um, and, and to direct these people on set, he was working with at least one major star in all of his films. And to do, so you'll see when you're on the set with these people, Dustin included, um, and Dustin has made 10 million films. And he has grown with each film. I mean, yeah. now he's working with A-listers, um, and I'm begging him to cast me. <laughs> and so you would just be shocked to see Dustin on a set because he works. It's like a family. It's mm-hmm. always so fun on Dustin's sets. 
it's like it seems like on the outside that it's a big party. Yeah, yeah, I love that. With the people that Dustin casts, but it's uh-huh. not with me because I take acting very seriously. Yeah. So I'm one of these people who has to go into the other room if people start talking and laughing and having a good time because yeah. I can't ha- have a good time on the set. My good time is, do- right. is doing the best performance that I can and I need people to respect that. So I will yeah. go into the bathroom if I have to. Dustin is the same way. Mm-hmm. On a set, you'll see him in the corner by himself and yeah. everyone's trying to get a piece of him. But see, yeah. he's ignoring them because he's trying to work on the next scene. You know, if you have that drive, like you're bound to succeed, you know, you can't because you're, you you can't stop. You can't yeah. <laughs> in my family. Yeah. You know, I mean, I went back and I finished my degree later in life. You know, I was in my yeah. 20s. Mm-hmm. You know, so I didn't follow the usual route. I was in my late 20s when yeah. I finished when I got my MBA. I was 30, I think. And I felt like a failure in my family because I didn't have an MBA or I didn't have an advanced degree. My daughters have known from the time they were born that they had to go to college. Yeah. But I've also drilled in them that they're special, you know, because I felt special because of my mom, because of my family. Family is, to me, what is the hugest part of who you are? Um, I really admire the people who are the first college graduates. Mm -hmm. I read about them in the paper all the time. But my life was completely different from that. And I had different priorities. You know, I was a beauty queen. I was I was a yeah. cheerleader. You know, I wanted to go into, I wanted to be an actress. Um, completely different from anything that anyone in my family, and I'm never going to just stop. Yeah. Um, as long as I'm in this business, I am going to keep applying my way up there (laughs) not using other people which happens so much in this Mm -hmm. like if you if you put out that you're in a film immediately ten thousand people that know you are going to be contacting you know the director or the agent or um you know it's just a fact of the business yeah so i try very very hard not to do that, I will beg Dustin for parts. <laughs> you know? I will harass him. I but will do you have like a close connection with them? I think that's an important distinction. These are people yeah. you've known for so long. You guys have a lovely working relationship. And you have worked exactly. with. Yeah, yeah. And I do publicity for them too. It's so a fair it's, trade. Yeah. Because when I do publicity, I have learned from technology companies. I mean, I will say I am great at publicity and that yeah. could be why one reason why people knew who I was even mm-hmm. when I wasn't doing good projects <laughs> yeah I am great I am excellent at promoting myself and, and you have to be in this well, business yeah and see my husband and my daughters get mad at me when I try to promote that everybody <laughs> else in my family is just so humble 
Yeah. You know, I mean, it drives me crazy because <laughs> they won't hear this interview either unless it's by chance, you know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's because, you know, they get mad if I publicize them, but hey, you've heard about them. I mean, wouldn't you be mm, proud? No. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Absolutely. I have to show people in the industry I am a mother. I am mm-hmm. a mother of a great salesperson. I am a mother of a doctor. You yeah. know, I am not just a sexy person or I am not just a screen queen. Mm-hmm. I am not just someone who will just show up in a cameo. Yeah. Yeah. Someone who has a who's a worker. Yeah. Work to be the best at everything I've tried to do. You know, even yeah. though I keep, uh, I keep switching. <laughs> that you've used everything um, that you've worked so hard in, in the different career paths, in tech, to, uh-huh. to PR, to acting. You've really intelligently utilized all those skills, and it makes so much sense. Um, I can definitely relate to your story doing for the past five years. I was like top salesman of my showroom um, where I sold kid plumbing supply like plumbing fixtures appliances lighting worked with project management with contractors designers homeowners that's a new, it's, it's like, like a whole, that's a whole different oh, you're like my older yeah it, it was like yeah it's so organized i i can't but that's why it. producing you know? makes so much sense to me like i enjoy it and mm-hmm. like i have no problem project managing and like i really love that world and it, it just kind of all made sense it doesn't overwhelm me because I'm used to that environment of getting all the budgets and talking to so many people and staying professional and and selling an idea selling a film you know so you're someone I need to work babe I'm here for you Donna (laughs) no absolutely right and I think for our listeners who how maybe like how I I was I'm I'm transition I'm in a transitional state in my career where I'm really trying to focus on a lot of just film projects and work but mm-hmm. I think it's okay you know to utilize the skills we've talked about this too on our show I'm sure about your day job skills like Tessa's learned a lot in her world and how to network doing her catering jobs and how to like manage mm-hmm. people and it's you you can learn so much so don't ever feel that if you're not on a set every single day that you're not building skills you can build skills in other yeah. ways and really bring that into the film world and like you said Donna you can end up being better than the people who are titled in those positions <laughs> in certain yeah. ways and just own it you know actually I think that's a really good note to kind of wrap this up on is like You've worked so hard in your career and it shows it is paying off, but it's also, you know, you know, your strengths and you know what you're not interested in. And like, those are all such important important. things too. Like, you know, we all think like we have to be great at everything and no, like to know your own weaknesses and to know that that's not something specifically you want to do is really important too. And it, that just magnifies your strength. That's something I am really good at is I know my weaknesses Mm-hmm. Don't focus on them. But before I go, yeah. there's one film that is really... Well, first, let me make one announcement. Yes, I'm please. going to be the queen of the first Kaiju Film Festival. It's oh. going to be on Zoom the 2nd of November. And I looked this up right before the show because um, the uh, 
the founders, uh, the um, Detroit brothers, Detroit brothers, contacted me um, out of the blue and told me that they wanted to give me an award for my science fiction film. So see, I'm not just a screen queen. That's awesome. And I love that. Kaiju is about film monsters like Godzilla, who is my favorite. <laughs> so I am so excited about this. They're giving me a Queen of Kaiju Award. And, um, you know, I think if you looked at anything I do, I love being <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe that's why I do things like this. Guys, she has this I'm beautiful so jeweled crown this. on right now. I know you can't I see her, have but it's... all my crowns up on the shelf, you know, and, and my daughters try to ignore those. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, I'm so excited. It's November 2nd, the Kaiju Film Festival. It'll be on Zoom, and I'll be promoting it everywhere. The that's second amazing. thing is um, I am going to be on the cover and I have a feature in a magazine coming out called G Hunter and I've worked I've never worked so hard on an article I yeah. worked with John Kuykendall and I'm, I'm sure he's very sick of me now but um, <laughs> this story is just really important to me so I hope everyone will watch for the September issue of G Hunter Magazine. You can go to my Facebook site if you do want to get a copy. Mm -hmm. um, Diana and Joe are all over it. You know, I <laughs> wanted to really pay tribute to the people who are helping me. But yeah. the last thing I want, I, I've been very, very fortunate this year. I've worked on projects back to back and I'm very, very tired. <laughs> well, you don't <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. But I did a film, and I just have a small role in uh -huh. this film. It's a film called PTSD, A Soldier's Revenge, and it's Diana and Tony Devon's project. They're the executive producers. The screenplay was written by Tom Anderson. Um, it stars Robert Lissardo, Tom Sizemore, Daniel Baldwin, and Oksana Lada. And Oksana played... Um, I'm sorry, I've never watched The Sopranos, but she was uh, the lead guy's mistress in okay. The Sopranos. Um, so she's coming oh from network TV. That's yeah, TV that's awesome. In, in the film. And I was supposed to be the wife of one of the stars, except that he got sick that day. So oh, no. Tom Anderson plays my husband, and I'm so lucky and I'm so grateful Tom is an award-winning screenwriter and he's a mm -hmm. great actor and he's going to be writing the sequel to PTSD and he's just he's wins an award every day and <laughs> I'm I'm so grateful he played my husband so um, that's really cool and it's being directed by Mike Lee and and Diana and mm -hmm. um it was uh, assistant directed by Paula Moyer Morgan, who is one of those organized people. She, I'm <laughs> sure she was the line producer on it. Um, she just keeps everything in check. I actually met Paula a long time ago on the set of 
Albert Payan's um, Cyborg. And mm -hmm. I, played, I played Medusa yeah. in it. And Paula was the producer. And she was no nonsense on the set. And Albert was sick. So um, I tried to stay away from bugging anybody. But I've seen Paula in action before. So <laughs> I knew she was going to be like this. And I'm supposed to be in another project with Mike and Paula coming mm -hmm. up. Um, I, I can't talk about it yet. But okay. anyway, it was... That and um, Toby and Akira are mm -hmm. in the film. They play Oksana's children, so they're my grandchildren. That's awesome. It's it's got such a great story. Oh my gosh! Well, thank you so much for coming on today. And before also we wrap up, um, so you told our listeners about the films that are coming up or have just come out, but will you also share with them your social media so they can follow you and keep up to date? Um, my Facebook is Donna Lee Heising. Um, on Instagram, I'm Donnelly Heising. I, I have a website called DonnellyHeising.me. Um, and my website has all of my videos on it. It has all of my pictures, um, most of my pictures. You know, it's, I, I try to update it, but I'm working too much these days. Mm -hmm. um, I'm on LinkedIn uh, for my business career, and that's Donnelly mm -hmm. Heising. Um, oh, I have a YouTube channel that goes back like 17 years now. Oh, wow. Um, because I used to have a show. I still have a show called Ion Entertainment. I mm -hmm. only do interviews now to help promote projects that I'm in. Okay. We're in our 17th year now. So my YouTube channel is called Ion Entertainment. And that's E-Y-E-O-N Entertainment. All one okay. word. And we've won awards for that, too. But now awesome. I'm focused on acting, so mm -hmm. I only do it to promote the Makes films sense. that I'm in. So I think yeah. that covers yeah. everything. That's a lot. <laughs> That's, That's awesome. Very exciting. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So thank you so much. I'm really honored to be on your show. Yeah, thank you so much. This was a great episode, and I think it's it'll be inspiring to people. Again, it's like you see that hard work pays yeah. off. You know, and so, that no, yeah. no one, yeah, everyone one has, thing. yeah, the oh, yeah. same path. And like, I, we just love how all these twists and turns, cause that's like life, you know, and we can all like learn and grow mm -hmm. from it. So Donna, keep being the amazing yeah. person you are and creating these, like being these amazing project <laughs> projects. We're excited to see that for sure. Thanks for listening to FemRegard Podcast. If you like what you hear, tune in every Friday for more tips on the filmmaking business and insightful conversations with industry professionals. We can only grow with your support, so please subscribe, share, rate, and review. You can also join the FemFam on Patreon. For more on us, check us out at FemRegard.com. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.